1: Even podcasts, whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
3: What's up? It's your boy V. Ted Smith from the Men's Room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app.
4: Point nine kisw we return to the men's room with miles and thrill
5: our question what is the longest distance that you've traveled and what made a memorable 206 803 rock hello joe welcome to the men's room
1: Hola. 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 so in uh 2017 the summer of 2017 me and my best friend at the time well still my best friend we um quit our jobs and we went on a cross country road trip in a 92 Toyota Camry station wagon <laughs> we went <laughs> we went east from Washington all the way to Maine down the coast to Florida down to Texas New Mexico went to Vegas we skipped most of California and then we came home it took exactly 2 months we got back We left on July 1st, and we got back on September 1st. Where
2: where are some of the places you'd want to revisit, and what are some of the places you'll be cool if you never see them again?
1: (laughs) The first one, a lot of the places on the East Coast, all those old historical towns are really fun. Florida was awesome. That's where I discovered my love for outdoor showers when you're living in a car.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with an outdoor shower, man? Well, the beaches (laughs) on the East Coast are just fun. Yeah, they
2: really are.
1: They are, especially in the summertime. I don't, I don't know about the winter. Wintertime here, the beaches suck. But, yeah. um, you know, like Iowa, you know, Kansas. We skipped those states. We drove through a little piece of Iowa to get to Minnesota, I think, because we took some weird, weird highway. But the Midwest was cool in the summer. I probably would never go there again, though, on purpose.
5: <laughs> uh, um, did you, did you guys, did you guys get laid?
1: No, unfortunately, <laughs> in
5: the two months, really? Yeah. Okay, I just figured at one yeah. one point in time, somewhere like in Daytona Beach or something crazy between well, Florida and was, Vegas.
1: He's it, not a very good wingman, but I mean, I also and just I just wasn't really trying. I guess we yeah. I just got out of a bad relationship, and we were just going to drink beer everywhere we could. I'm assuming that uh,
5: no, I, I respect that brother, even man. though you made fun of the fact <laughs> that you're driving a Camry station wagon, that it held up.
1: I did. We struggled in the desert areas like Vegas. Um, we had to turn the heater on high in order to keep it from overheating. It would start overheating. We had to turn the heater on. It was 114 degrees outside. God. And we had so we invented this game where we actually uh, put your hand on the heater and see how long you can hold it.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna be uncomfortable anyway. Why not? good times well, At least you exactly. sweat. The, you sweat, was, you sweat was the, horrible. You sweat the beer out
1: from breaking down. So what? We what, went to uh, Rise Above Fest in Maine. That was a sweet concert festival. I watched my friend fall down like a twenty-foot hill and also proceed to get kicked out of the concert. It was it was epic.
3: <laughs> Who was the concert?
1: <laughs> it was uh, it was called Rise Above Fest. It had uh, Hell Yeah, Shine Down, Neither, okay, nice. um, Corn, and Stone Sour. It was actually like a week or two after. Chester Benetton pass, so everyone was doing Lincoln Park covers. It was super freaking cool.
2: Okay, that's cool.
1: But unfortunately, I don't remember most of it. So. I
2: was going to say, what bands did you not get to see as a result of your buddy getting booted?
1: Well, he got kicked out, but he found a way to get back in. All they do is just like write a sharpie on your hand, but they had hand sanitizer in the honey bucket, so he would just go wipe it off <laughs> and come back in. And I saw him like two separate times. But I guess he got kicked out twice,
5: according to what he said. Okay, right. he Yeah, that sounds, like, that, that, that sounds like an epic trick, man. I, I, I've never had two months off where I didn't have a job obligation or a no, like you said, obligation. they had to quit. Yeah, right, I, but I, I just can't imagine being like, "Hey, no, I'm good. I am good for however long you want to go." Yeah, two months. Hell yeah, let's no do worries. it, man. What, what is the longest distance you've traveled, and what made it memorable? Two hundred six, eight hundred three. Rock. I think
3: I was like nineteen or twenty. Right, I, there was just a couple months there where I didn't have like a.
2: Like steady s- jump.
3: Yeah. And I was like doing part-time stuff and I was coaching baseball, like an assistant coach for JV at Tavapa, which was not much of a paycheck, but right. it was a little, so that was probably the freest two months I had as an adult. And like, we went to like a formal, we'd go down to Wake Forest and we went to like oh, cool. a formal, a spring formal down there. So we knew some girls. So like, we took a couple trips because frankly, when you're an assistant coach, you're 19
5: for JV baseball, I'd be like, Hey Pat, yeah, ah, I'm not going to yeah, be here yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. My bad. <laughs> What's the longest distance you've traveled and what made it memorable? 206803ROCK. Hello,
6: Dalen.
2: Welcome to the men's room.
6: Hola. 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 So, yeah, I live up here in Washington with my wife and my newborn son. And I was making a trip down to Colorado where the rest of my family lives in the Denver metro area. It's about a two-day trip by car. I was driving in this Chevy HHR. And on the halfway point, I stopped in... Utes, Montana, and I went to the local bar to get a drink for the night and a pizza. Anyway, we, uh, I started drinking with everybody there. I was always expecting to have one beer, and I slammed, like, four beers, two shots in the night.
2: Yeah, you're preaching
6: to the choir on that one, brother.
5: You're talking to us, man.
6: Oh, yeah, you start with one, and it takes off. Anyway, towards the end of the night, we're all good and slathered, and a couple SS biker dudes, like, Nazi biker dudes come in the door, and the place goes quiet. Like dead quiet. This is a little dive bar in the middle of a small town. And the the owner, she starts like, okay, not I'm like, okay, I'm gonna close up early tonight. Time to start heading out. And then I was like, yeah, yep, no, nope. slam the rest of my drink, finish last my pizza and all the way out. I hear the drunkest guy in the room just say, hey, what the? And I'm like, okay, yep, uh, back to my hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: You picked a good time to leave. Yeah, good times, good times.
6: Oh, yeah, that was perfect timing. How many of those dudes showed up? I think there was three, and they were all in, like, Harley Davidson. And older Harleys had, like, SS logos and, like, F the Jews. I'm like, oh, gay. Okay. Wow. no, Yeah, even the, like, bar patrons, are they? everybody was, like, off-put by them. So I don't think it was a regular occurrence. I think they were also on a cross-country trip.
2: Oh, that should be fun. Mm-hmm. Good times. <laughs> that should be fun. Cross-country yeah, right
5: <laughs> Yeah. Leave that bar. What's uh what's the longest distance that you've traveled? What made it memorable?
2: 206-803 right Well, the good news is, is that the borrowing sign, but definitely. Jeff, where you been? Shalom! <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, if you're wearing all that stuff, like you're looking for trouble. Yes,
2: you are, which means you're prepared for it. Correct. Hello, Martha. Welcome to the men's room.
7: Liquor and Oars. Liquor, Liquor and Oars. <laughs> So, I went to Japan, um, like around college with um, a girl I met at school. Uh, And we went on this little trip and we went to do the hot springs, and she's like, I'm not going to go with you. And I'm like, okay, like, fine. Well, I figured out why because the hot springs in Japan, everyone's naked.
2: Okay, uh, yeah, I mean that's not <laughs> right it's not too crazy. I mean, are they creepy naked, or are they just naked? Like if you go to a nude beach, no one's really looking
6: at you.
7: well, sort of because you had to shower before you could get in the hot springs, and everything was in Japanese, so I'm trying to speak to this woman who's naked <laughs> with not much English trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do.
5: <laughs> so... well, typically, what you do is you uh if I remember this correctly. Uh, you go hot first, and then mm-hmm. you go extremely cold, and then you go into a meditation normal temperature room, and you repeat that process. Then through two or three or four cycles, depending on how many to get I- into the hot I- spring. I- I've done like an outdoor Nordic uh, type uh, spa that was out, in you know, snowing and everything else. Yeah.
3: But yeah. hot springs sometimes are just natural hot springs. You might right. not have cold yep. time. They are.
5: Yeah. We're, in this case, we're naked. So, like, you just walk yeah. around outside. You're naked. You just jump in. You do your thing. And
2: then <laughs> well, you can cover yourself in a towel in the <laughs> meditation area. But Did you that, end up getting in the hot spring?
7: I did, yes. I did end up going, yeah. And was
2: it well worth all the nudity?
7: It was, yes. It's it's a memory I'll never forget.
2: (laughs) I mean, is it just relaxing? Like what are you doing when you're in the hot spring? Are you just relaxing? Is there anything else going on?
7: Nothing else going on. You're just sitting there relaxing, silence. So you know, now that I have kids, I would definitely do that. Yeah.
5: The most people you've ever seen in one space, not on their phone.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. I mean how long are you in Japan, by the way? Uh two weeks. Okay. Yeah. That's a good amount of time, man.
5: Yeah, I had a
3: buddy who got kicked out of one in Japan
2: because of his tattoos. Oh, were, that he had tattoos and that they were Basically offensive Basically, just that
3: he had them and there were so many of them. Oh, so really? I guess in Japan, most tattoo culture is associated with... The Yakuza. Correct. Yeah. So they And, and he's a bigger dude, so in Japan, he stands out already, but he loves Japan.
2: Like, but they take it like, as a potential threat.
3: I, I guess. guess, or something. But basically, they were just like, yeah, you got to go. And he's like, for real? They're like, yeah. Like, all right. But yeah, just
2: too many of
5: them.
2: Huh. damn. I got no shot then.
5: What's, uh, <laughs> what is the uh, longest distance that you traveled and what made him memorable? 206, 803 route. I would laugh because he is a. Taller, big dude.
3: Right now, I'm just thinking about the both of you just walking in there with all with all your tans. Like no you two would both <laughs> stick out. I feel like in Japan,
2: I think I'd stick out a lot in Japan. Yeah, actually, my my buddy went there years ago, and he had heard this uh, before he went. And it proves to be true. He goes, man, if you're a black guy and you go to Japan, like they just stare at, you. and they're not like angry. You're. It's like snow in the Sahara. You know what I mean? Like, they they can't believe you're there. And he goes. But everyone's being really nice and very conversational because they have so many questions for you, right? So you can say, well, well, I'm here with a bunch of my buddies from the U.S. And he's like, the other guys, are what? they don't care. They want to talk to you. And even if you're saying exactly what your white buddies would be saying, they want to hear from you. It's just fascinating. And he's like, so everywhere I went, he's like, you'd walk into a restaurant, and it wasn't quite a hush, but everyone, kids, adults, and I guess there it's not perceived as rude. You know, they're just taking you in. And he's like, but. You know, I'm from the US, so it just felt weird. And he's like, You sit down, they're still staring at you. A couple minutes go yeah. by, people turn around, but he goes, People from Rand- they would come over and just comment. And he goes, And all of it was, was very good stuff, but he's like, It was the craziest goddamn thing in the world. Everywhere, mm. just, you walk into 7 Eleven, you can put stuff up on the counter that you're going to buy, and they will ring you up, but you get two minutes of them staring at you. This is the cashier, just staring. <laughs> then they'll ring you up and tell you, You know, it's just like, So every, you just get used to it after a while,
5: like wherever you go. Uh, you're mentioning the uh, cross-country journey where your uh, dad drove uh, 14 hours, and then he said... Uh,
2: the next day is the long uh, day, and I cried myself
5: uh, to sleep, the yes. Text here, for, I'm assuming this is for you, Steve. As a truck driver, I do up to 14 hours in a rigged day.
2: Hey, man, look. Here's the difference. That's your job. You, you chose this lifestyle because there's some element of solitude that you obviously enjoy. Maybe it's just on the open road. I'm saying when you're eight... And you got a strict dad that won't even let you f off in the car, and yeah. there's nothing else going on. Fortune hours is a real, real yeah. long time. Talk about the the games in the car too. Another texter
5: says playing uh, Slug Bug was another good one. Now, back
2: in the day, it was. Well, it's a okay. lot harder when, now. When they
5: when they came out with the new ones, did you guys still have the rule that the new ones didn't count? No, we said,
2: man, it's game on. Is it game on? I thought nah. so. Different people had different rules. Okay, so I hate was,
5: the, game. the game. The game was <laughs> <but>
2: my <laughs> brother was seven years older. All right. If I hated it growing That's up. I hated it as
3: an adult. See, I are, I just, yeah. I'm just like, here
5: are our Miles, ones. you're probably the
3: last person to do it to me. And I think I was just like,
5: really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, just, a, just a regular Volkswagen Beetle or Bug is one punch. Uh, now, the way we played, if it was a convertible, you got two punches. Okay. I can live with that. If there was a Volkswagen thing, no. which were all convertibles or regulars, that was a specialty item. That was a three puncher. But that should be
2: the thing, uh, thing. Is, this is punch bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that was just the rules. I, I mean, I didn't make the rules up. That was just the rules we played with. Did you, you did not include the new Beatles, though, No, when it came out? Oh, we did. Because no, it kind of no, brought the game back no. to life. Like, hey, man, there's a lot more punches mm-hmm. to be thrown now because they were pretty popular for the hot yeah, minutes they were, they were out. Do people still do it? Punch bug?
5: The slug bug game? I
2: mean, if you count the new ones, there's, a, there's still a bunch of them out there. I think it depends where you live, man. If you live on the East Coast, or at least from D.C., to Boston, there's still a ton of original Beatles on the road. But not as like, much. There's a you lot those, those, of them those, there, so. those, are the,
5: those are the Salt Road
2: uh, areas. So Yeah, but there are a so, lot so, of the Beetles. So, like, when or, I lived in Baltimore, or, man, if you played Slug Bug, which it just got old because every third car, and this is before the new ones mm-hmm. came out, like, every third car was a Volkswagen right. Beetle. So, basically, you were just in a you, fist fight.
5: You go down to the beach in Southern California. It is game off. Yeah, you will pick yeah, the game yeah. back up immediately. You go to Mexico. Game off. For I mean, sure. I mean, there's there's certain areas where like... Yeah, you need to be, if you want to go surf, go to Hawaii. Right. Go to, that's where you do that, Southern California. You, not that you can't do it on the Oregon coast. Not that people don't swim on, surf on Vancouver Island. They do. But if you want to, you know, go where the
2: fish are, so to speak, those are the areas where you find the most beetles. Find anywhere with liberal colleges. Right? Because mm-hmm. everyone that works there, apparently, just by being hired, you're given a Volkswagen Beetle. Not a new one. Right. So 1974, please, take this home. And here's a corduroy jacket with elbow uh, patches mm-hmm. on it. And they're actually pretty easy to work on
5: because every Volkswagen engine essentially is the same. Yeah, back so, then, for sure. So if if your if you're, uh, bugger beetle had a problem with the engine and you needed a new engine, you could go pull one out of a van and it was the same damn engine. Yeah. So it was easy. Hmm. If you knew how to work on that one, you could work on them all. Uh, what is the longest distance you've traveled, and what made it memorable? Two hundred six, eight hundred three.
2: Ross. Somebody here says my daughter is twelve. We play Slug Bug all the time. The question right. is, does that include the later model Beetles? I think it should. Just to keep the I game mean, I alive. Think nowadays, you have to. Yeah. not remember the last passed. time I saw a real bug or an old bug? You know, you make a. We saw one about a week ago, but to your point, we were like, "Hey, look at that! That's like a seventy-three Beetle." You know? Yeah. Like, it's like it's like if you see one now, you're like, "Oh, cool."
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, still, they still smell the same. God, they do. That is the Every about Beetle smells the All same. All cars get rid of that smell that they have initially. Not a Volkswagen Beetle. It smells the same. doesn't matter which one you get in. They sm- they could bottle that, and you'd say, what is this smell? No, you say it's Volkswagen. They didn't tell
2: you. You know what I mean? Said, Volkswagen Beetle. No doubt. Uh, somebody here says, I taught my kiddo Slug Bug and PT Cruiser Bruiser and Popeye when a car has only one headlight. Wow. Man, keep it interesting. Okay. I'm (laughs) going to pop that. Yeah, Popeye. Hello, Jason. Welcome to the men's room. Greetings, guys.
6: Hola. Hola.
8: Um, So, um, native of Seattle, Um, my grandmother moved down to Tombstone, Arizona, and uh, me and my other grandmother had to deliver her non-running 66 Beetle down to her in Arizona.
5: Non-running. Does that mean you're on a truck or you're pulling it on a U-Haul?
8: So, so it was, uh, we had a flat tow bar for it to hook up to the front suspension. We were going to flat tow it, um, behind a 99 Ford Explorer. Nothing okay. too crazy. All right. Um, they started out fine. Get it in there. It's me and my 70 year old grandmother. We're going to, you know, tag team drive down there. Um, leave around noon here and just start driving. Okay. About three thirty the next morning. We're driving through Twin Falls, Idaho, and uh, something is, like, perking at me. So I'm like, okay, let's pull off. We haven't checked on the car, so I check the tires, and I make sure everything's going fine because the Beetle is on all four wheels just being towed behind. And so everything looks fine. Get back in. Pull out from this little gas station we're at, and um, all of a sudden it feels like something's dragging. And so we pull back off, and I get out, and I start taking a look, and notice the Beetle's all crooked. I'm like, what's going on? And walk around to the back, and the driver's rear wheel on the Beetle had completely fallen off with the brake drum <laughs> and everything. Um, some some guy here um, forgot to check the cotter pins that hold the entire hub on. So it's like 3.30 in the morning uh we have to you know i'm i'm trying to figure out how to get it back on um the axles are messed up so we, i couldn't actually get it on so we ended up having to call a tow truck by like 4 and and get it back into twin falls because we had just passed through um so we go to u-haul right when they open well we're in a 99 ford explorer and those had the, the rollover problem from the tires blowing in the yeah. 90s. Yep, yep, I remember so, that. So U-Haul won't touch them. They say, you can't tow our trailers behind it. <laughs> so we're like, okay, we have to rent a truck, which the whole point was, you know, two people. We can tag team right. drive, make it down there that's over right. the weekend and back. So there goes that idea. We got to we gotta go find a truck that's at a different U-Haul. We got the trailer at the U-Haul we're at. And luckily, the the guy at the tow yard was really helpful and nice and actually, you know, was willing to hold the truck on the flatbed or hold the car on the flatbed for us while we got this all sorted. Um, Get that all back in, uh, all all sorted out, able to get the car onto the trailer behind the U-Haul truck. And now we still have the Explorer. So my grandmother ends up driving the Explorer and I'm driving the U-Haul truck. So we're just wasting gas in the Ford, but I mean, what are we going to do? Um, so get going about, uh, 1 PM same day and just start driving head south. Everything's going fine. It's just, you know, tiring. Cause we're in our own vehicles now, yeah. uh, make it all the way down to tombstone, uh, late Saturday night after leaving Friday, uh, noon, um, and we get it all the way down to Tombstone. And then we're just like, okay, we're pooped. It's like eight o'clock. So we go to bed, wake up the next morning. And this is the first sleep I had gotten. So, um, get up. We know we need to pull the the beetle off the trailer. And it's me and my two 70 year old grandmothers. That's it. And sleep deprived Jason didn't realize, oh, well, the trailer is facing down a hill. So, um, you know, we go to, I, 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 we spend the morning trying to get the wheel back on, get that all sorted. That was a whole process. Um, and then we go to pull it off the, off the trailer. And it's these two 70 year old women at the back of the car trying to hold while I have the door open steering. Cause the window crank's not there. So I can't roll down the window. I don't have any vice grips. So I can't roll it down that way. Don't tell me you ran over your
5: two grandmothers.
8: Uh, it was a whole thing. I ran myself over as well. Um, All three of you? <laughs> yeah, the the car <laughs> got away from us. As it was coming off, the door knocked me down. I was able to slam one leg in and just slam on the brakes as hard as I could. Wasn't enough. Still, the car went about 30 feet back. They got out of their way for the most part in time. But what do you mean for the, the most open, part? Uh, well, I mean... One of them got kind of clipped in the arm, but she
5: didn't fall or anything. The other one got out of the way. was, Was the car all right? Oh, the car was fine. All right. Yeah, all right. Well, you, 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 mission accomplished. One way or another. You got, yeah. it, you got it down there.
2: Yeah, I guess. But this is to deliver a non-running car. Why do people always head in the direction of, like, Colorado
5: when they're going down to Arizona? Why don't you take I-5? Is there something I don't know about the route? that, that Just going through the major cities on the West Coast, So people just don't want to go south? I up?
3: assume you just got to start getting over east. Yeah, at some point, you have to start heading east. Yeah, but east. wouldn't you
5: do that at San Diego and cut over to Phoenix and just drop down? But,
3: but you're going down the coast to go left, right? As know, opposed to going, like, in a straight line through, like, Colorado. Kind of going, quote, unquote, diagonal uh, and I, cuts cutting through I, the mountains. Wondered, yeah.
5: Yeah. Because it's a straight shot. Like, once you get on I-5, you're on I-5 to San Diego. But, yeah, the
2: traffic will slow you
5: down. What
0: is the longest distance that you've traveled and what made it memorable? 206-803-ROCK. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
4: 99.9 KISW, The Men's Room returns with Miles and Thrill.
6: Our question,
5: what's, uh, what is the longest distance you've traveled? What made it memorable? 206-803-ROCK.
2: Hello, Angel. Welcome to The Men's Room.
9: Hola. 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 Okay, so when I was about four, I think it was about to turn five, um, my parents woke me up in the middle of the night and said we were had to go to Minnesota just randomly me and my brother um our two dogs and our turtle
2: and the turtle and the turtle don't forget the turtle man no.
9: <laughs> and uh it turns out they were running from the cops
2: uh both of your the
9: parents the turtle <laughs> <laughs> yeah the turtle <laughs> yeah both of both my parents
2: why were they running from the cops
9: drugs.
2: Oh, drugs. there so I'm, it I'm, I'm is. Assuming, I'm assuming they were dealing the drugs then. Yeah. Do you know what kind of drugs they were dealing?
9: Um, I have no idea. And it was a 2000s, early 2000s, so So how long did everything. you live
2: in uh, how long did you
5: live in Minnesota?
9: Um, for about a month until they got caught.
5: Oh, they got caught there. Yeah. So where did you like? start? You started here?
9: Yeah. In, in Auburn. Okay. <laughs> so what is oh. it like? And all the way to Minnesota.
2: So what is it like as a four or five-year-old kid? You're woken up in the middle of the night. You got your two dogs, your brother, your turtle, your parents. You're, I assume at this point they have not told you that they are drug dealers?
9: No. Well, I mean, it was kind of, it was a lot of signs you could figure out. But, you know, as a four-year-old, you were just like, oh, there's all, all these new people, all these new All
2: these new cars. You know? But, I mean, that's all you all right. know when you're four or five years old it's just living. So, yeah. when your parents get busted in Minnesota, what happens to you, your brother, the two dogs, and the turtle?
9: So, it was my, it was a, our stepdad. So, my brother got to go back with his dad, but I had to wait until they got a hold of, you know, my grandma. And so, I went to a foster home for about another month, and then they came Gee. and got me.
5: Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: I, do, do you even remember any of that experience based on your age?
9: A little bit of it.
2: Okay, and so uh, how are your? How is your relationship with your parents now?
9: Oh, I don't talk to them.
2: <laughs> really? Oh, when's the last time you did talk to them?
9: Uh, probably four years ago.
5: Four I'm, years I'm, I'm assuming this is something separate than that incident
2: because <laughs> enough time has passed. Yeah, they're,
9: they're just not very good people. Yeah, I was gonna say it's
2: right. just okay. Pattern awareness, I guess, is yeah. probably the thing you get there, right? Yeah. So. When they arrested your parent, like, were you home when the cops showed up? Were you in preschool? So,
9: me, me and my brother were home alone at the time. And I just remember them because they weren't home. They were out doing stuff. And they thought that, you know, they found out where we were living. And um, they showed up. And I just remember looking out the window. And it was, like, thundering and lightning. And I just look out the window, and there's all these cops. And I'm like, uh-oh.
2: <laughs> and oh, then
9: they showed up. And I was like, "Oh, well, okay." I
2: Look mean, do, now, okay. do the cops sit there and wait at home with you guys for your parents to show up, or what do they do? Because you're yeah. home alone, so they did wait there for your parents. Yeah,
9: it and, was like a like an ambush. So we were all waiting in the kitchen. And do <laughs> they
2: are they explaining anything to you guys, or are they just like get out of here, kids?
9: I think it. I think it was just getting right here. Oh, wait, all, I don't that far. I just remember them all showing
3: up. All right, and then after you move in with your grandparents, like, did your did your mom like? Can, did your parents try to get you back, or did they just leave you with your grandparents?
9: Yeah, so so my my stepdad actually um, I don't know what he did, but he got less time for my mom and added it onto his. I don't know you could do that.
5: All right, well, let me but, ask you this: um, you, you said that your your brother he went to his biological father's home. Yeah. So where was your
2: father in all this?
9: I I you know as much as I do.
2: Okay. Okay. Sorry. One of those situations. <laughs> all right. And so did yep. you, did your grandmother end up raising you?
9: Uh, yeah, until my mom got out about three mm-hmm. years later,
2: and then you
5: went back and lived with your mom again. Yeah, sadly. Sadly, okay, that, that's about right. I, I mean, expected. Like
3: I mean, at least for you, you can like talk about it and like it's not shocking, right? They're right. selling drugs.
9: Yeah, it's, it's funny to me now.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I just think it's sad for it. your parents because it's like right, like those kids eventually are just going to be like, you're the idiot. Right. I don't want to
2: be. Right. Uh, now I have two very important questions for you. One, what happened to the two dogs and the turtle? Did they go with your brother?
9: No, they went with a family friend.
2: Family friends. And finally, and I think this is the most important question that everyone has. What was the turtle's name? Snapper. 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 All right. All right. All right. There you go. Yeah, he was a snapping
9: turtle.
2: <laughs> yeah, we pieced that together. Piece that together. I don't know
9: if
5: I want one of those for a, a snapping pet. turtle? Yeah. No, Let's I turn. certainly don't. Those uh, necks can come out way farther than you can imagine. Oh, yeah. What uh, What's the longest distance you've traveled and what made it memorable? 206-803-ROCK. I used to be able to tell the difference. Cause there were so many turtles where I grew up. Right. Yeah, there are a ton.
3: Yeah, and, like, all the ponds and lakes are man-made. Do you made. remember what they told you to look for? I Is that's it the saying, shell, it's the nose? Something, it's something on the shell, I think. But, like, as kids, like, I I know this sounds crazy to people, but, like, you know, in, like, Maryland's the Terrapins. There's a lot of turtles. Yeah. But, like, as kids, it was, like, drilled into us. Well, it, like to box, learn the difference. Well, because, no. like, box turtles, you could pick up and, like, literally, I mean, sometimes we'd pick them up and take them to the backyard. But but everybody was like, "You got to know the difference because the snapping turtle, you're going to be a drunk." When I was
2: growing up, you know, the thing we understood the snapping turtle had that the super jaw or beak or whatever you want to call it, but they never told us like its neck can shoot out like three feet. Uh, Regular
5: turtles have a sometimes just a smoother shell. In our area, the snapping turtles had little kind of horns all around the shell. On, like, the perimeter or no, all over the whole like, thing? all over the whole thing, just like little, little, like... Diamondback. Yeah, little mounds. Of, yeah. Of that. And okay, that's, well, that's, that's an easy that's, sign. Yeah, that's how we knew that. Di- also, they're larger, and their face looks more dinosaur-like, more intimidating than a regular
2: turtle.
3: I mean, that's... I, I only know that term because the school newspaper at the University of Maryland is the
5: Diamondback.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, the only <laughs> turtle other than a snapping turtle I could name off the top of my head.
5: Yep. What's up, What is the longest distance you've traveled? What made it memorable? Two hundred six, eight hundred three. Rock.
2: Hello, Morty. Welcome to the men's room.
6: Hola, Ola. Hola. 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 All right. So I talked three
8: of my friends into doing the, 1000. the saddle sore one thousand. What is the saddle sore?
6: Oh,
2: go ahead.
8: The, the saddle sore one thousand is you got to ride on your motorcycle one thousand miles within twenty four hours.
5: Do you pick so any we, route, do you pick any route you want or is it a designated route? Nope, any route you want. Okay. So right. we went
8: from Black Diamond to the Bar eighty six in Richfield, Utah. We made it in eighteen hours. Damn. We got there. Yeah, damn's right. <laughs> got there? We got there and like the you know what? Bar has that closing time fifteen minutes ahead of time. They sure. clip it open all the way open
5: until two a.m. so we could do shots. Uh, I was going to ask, why did you pick that as a destination?
0: What, what, what was about that location? Was it just, look, is this the road we want to see? because This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.